This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello, welcome back to Eco Chic. My name is Laura Diaz. It is so great to have you here today for our final episode of 2023. I thought to close out the year, it would be fun to lean into this trend we're seeing online this week and last week, creating these ins and outs lists for 2023. I love this. I love just like a high level review of the year. And I feel like this has been a really major year, especially in the space of climate action, climate communication, conscious consumerism. Like we've just seen such a shift because while this has been a really impactful year globally for all of us, I feel like on a societal level, we've really entered the post-COVID era. Like we've been saying that for a little while, but we are seeing people lean into pre-COVID hobbies. We're seeing people really emerge from the habits that we were really leaning into the last two years. So I'm really excited to close out this year and share my list with you. I think this is really helpful to see as a visual and see some high-level points written out. So I will have this in video format with the written list on social media if you'd like to follow along that way. Of course, as always, my social links are in the show notes. Okay, I'm really excited. Let's just jump in. I'm going to start with my ins list. Things that I think are super in right now, things that I hope are here to stay. And the first thing I have to say is getting offline is a major in. I feel like this year especially, we saw more and more encouragement to just truly unplug. For me, this has particularly manifested in getting off of social media and getting off my phone. So when I say offline, it's not just like I'm not reading the news. It's like I'm not consuming other content about those conversations as well. And getting offline and unplugging has been so, so helpful for me to A, avoid burnout. I am someone who is, I don't want to say prone to burning out, but I will say that I feel burnout pretty frequently. A couple of times a year, at least, I will have a period where I'm just like, wow, so deeply exhausted. And I think it's a combination of just like constantly creating content, consuming content, putting out a podcast episode every week. I also have a full-time job and I'm working in the space. So I am just like inundated with information and action all the time. So it is so important for me to get offline, to just have some perspective, to like lean into a hobby, to get outside, to go on a hike, to read, whatever it is, to do something that forces me to like get out of my bubble so I can come back to my work feeling more refreshed. And I feel like this is in to stay. Like this is a conversation we're having more and more about the value of being unplugged and being offline. I am very proud to say that I plan on continuing to stay offline for periods of time and just like protect that boundary of my mental health. And on a similar note, my second in of this list is hobbies we do not monetize. 
I feel like this is a really cool offshoot of all of the conversations we were having this year around capitalism, like the capitalist machine that we are all living in. Why are we talking so much about inflation? Why can no one afford anything in this economy? Why is it that we are like always on this hamster wheel? And I think alongside those conversations, we have been seeing a lot of conversations around creating hobbies and creating these spaces in your life that you do not monetize, that do not exist within the capitalist machine. We're seeing more people talk about getting into reading. We're seeing more people talk about creating really beautiful tablescapes and hosting people and creating crafts. Charm necklaces had really a big, big moment this year. Gardening and indoor plants and just living like a softer life overall. Creating spaces for yourself where you are not expecting to just be productive. You're creating these spaces because you genuinely enjoy being in them. Those are the hobbies we want to take into 2024. My third in for the year is flexitarianism. I feel like this year we really saw a decline in heavy or hard vegan conversations. I think especially in the climate space, there is a lot to discuss in the context of climate action and climate solutions. And we know that plant-based diets are a wildly powerful, if not one of the most powerful things an individual can do when it comes to climate solutions. But I think that we really saw a softening of that messaging this year which I love because it makes plant-based eating so much more accessible when people do not feel those extremes. And I've talked about this before and the challenge in being really extreme and saying you're either a vegan or you're not, but encouraging folks to do meatless Mondays, which has been a little bit trendy for a while now, but really encouraging more plant-based meals without labeling them that way. Uh, we're seeing more like bean salads, etc. Flexitarianism. We are not committing 100% of the time to a fully vegan lifestyle if that doesn't work for us. We are seeing more spaces for inclusivity in the plant based conversation, which I love, 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 and hope to see moving forward. The fourth in on our list today is public transport. I feel like public transportation is always in and it's always been in, especially in Europe and abroad, but where I am based in the US, I feel like public transport had such a moment this year. We saw some private railways opening up. We saw more people than ever talking about encouraging their cities to lean into bus routes or electric bike rebate programs. We're seeing the continued discussion of the California Railway. We saw the Brightline Railway open up in Florida. We're seeing a lot more discussions about public transport and how we can reimagine our cities by really incentivizing more communal forms of transportation, electric and otherwise. So I think this is really cool and I look forward to seeing how this continues to unfold in the year. I feel like because public transport is something that the US has really lacked, I guess for lack of a better word, it's not necessarily that the US has never had public transport. We definitely do not have the infrastructure that we need. We definitely do not have adequate public transport in most of the country. So it's really cool to see innovative solutions and private companies leaning into public transportation. And I look forward to seeing how these really creative solutions continue in the new year. And on that kind of like sustainable community building, community planning note, I think the next in on the list is third places. I have to say that this is like a personal love of mine. I love the topic of third places. We recently had an episode of third places that I can link in the show notes if you want to learn more about them. But it's essentially a place that you are routinely visiting where you feel comfortable. It's not your home and it's not your work. It is a third place. I think this leans into what I was mentioning at the top, like a truly post-COVID world. Folks are looking for community. We're really leaning into the spaces where we are physically. We're trying to meet more people, support local coffee shops, things like that. 
And I feel like the value of third places is only more recognized right now, and we've never been having more discussions around the value of those third places. And I think that this also kind of leans into that like capitalism conversation we had earlier. For a very long time, especially folks of my generation were fed this myth that like you cannot afford to spend $7 on your coffee on a regular basis. And this year we really saw a rise in the conversation around coffee walks on you're supporting a local business, not necessarily just because it's good for your local economy, but because it's something that you really enjoy. It's a little hobby of yours. It's a little treat. We like local places. We like third places. We like feeling like a regular. And I hope that 2024 is another huge year for the third place. I hope we are seeing more support for these places than we ever have before, especially creating more inclusive and accessible third places in the new year. My second to last in on this list is a bit more on that mental health aspect of our discussion today and that is friendship standards. I think this continues the conversation that we were just having about the value of community, the way that folks are recognizing the value of people in their lives and their softer lives and really enjoying the people in the space around you. I feel like friendship standards are really interesting to discuss because it's both in how you receive your friendships and how you show up for your friends. So I feel like we've been having more conversations than ever around how to show up for your friends and how to truly support them. And I think that this is also interesting in the context of that capitalism conversation that I've continued to mention today, because folks will very often point out, like, you have no problem supporting Kim Kardashian's brand or Rihanna's brand, but are you showing up for your friends when they're putting out a new project or when they're looking for support, etc.? And I feel like people have really been taking that to heart. We have been seeing more conversations than ever about how to be a good friend. And I think on the flip side, like as we are leaning into these high value friendships and high value communities in our world, we are holding our friends to higher standards. So we've been having more conversations than ever about the value in protecting your peace. If there is someone in your life that does not make you feel good, they don't necessarily need to be in your life. How do you invest in people and how do they invest in you? I feel like these conversations are also an offshoot of that social media landscape that we've been living in the last few years where we've been extremely online. And as we are recognizing and kind of reckoning with this idea that a lot of our friendships are either superficial or folks are consuming content online that doesn't make them feel good or makes them feel envious or whatever it may be, we're recognizing the value in really leaning into friendships that support us and relationships that really invest in your own well-being as well as the well-being of the other person. And my last bullet on this list of ins for 2023, and that is simple skincare routines. I did an episode a couple months ago around my changing relationship with clean beauty and how the clean beauty movement has both devolved a little bit and lost its luster or how it's evolved as well for some of us. And I think leaning into more simple routines, be it skincare routines, makeup routines, whatever it may be, is a really awesome side effect of our changing relationship with consumption. We recognize that we do not have the time or the energy for a 10-step skincare routine. We don't necessarily need to be doing that full 2016 makeup look all the time, depending on where we're going. And as we've seen the evolution of like the clean girl makeup routines, as we've seen more people talking about healing their skin barrier and we're educating ourselves more and more on skincare, I feel like that less is more mentality is really, really taking hold, which is so cool to see. So it's not just beneficial from like that consumerism standpoint, but it just feels so much better and more natural and feels more personal. Quick break to tell you about Just Thrive. 
It's estimated that some 80 to 90 percent of Americans suffer from some gut issue. Gas, bloating, constipation, indigestion, heartburn, acid reflux, you name it. And according to research, 99.9% of probiotics don't even make it to your gut. We also know that 70 to 90% of your immune system lives in your gut, and it's the core of our health. Just Thrive's proprietary strains have been third-party clinically tested and proved to arrive 100% alive in your gut. They're the only brand with patented strains HU36, which provides antioxidants in the gut. Just Thrive Probiotics even address the hardest to combat issues like leaky gut in just 30 days. Just Thrive's probiotics provide immune support, boost your energy, improve your sleep, promote healthy skin, and encourage healthy weight management and support that gut-brain connection we all value. For a limited time, you can save 20% off a 90-day bottle of Just Thrive Probiotic or Just Calm at justthrivehealth.com with promo code ECOCHIC. That's like getting a month for free, all with a money-back guarantee. Again, that's justthrivehealth.com with promo code ECOCHIC for 20% off your 90-day bottle. I love the probiotic and highly suggest you also check out their Just Calm. Back to the show. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. All right, on to my outs list for the year. I have five points, and I've really been thinking a lot about this because, like I said at the top of the episode, I feel like this has been such a major year, not just for climate action and climate solutions or how we're discussing consumerism, but really leaning into, like, the human aspect of all of this. What makes you feel good? What makes your community shine? How are you investing and supporting yourself while you are working towards these other goals, sustainability-wise or otherwise? The first out we have on our list is stressing over your carbon footprint. We've all learned in the last couple of years how the carbon footprint was really a, unfortunately, very successful marketing campaign by oil companies, specifically by BP, to shift responsibility from the major emitters to the consumer, to the person. And we've all kind of come to terms with this fact that a lot of our personal actions are nothing compared to the actions of the billionaires around us that we are pedestaling. There's been so much continued public outrage, for example, about Taylor Swift and her private jet. And there was a news article that came out earlier this week showing that she has emitted the same amount of carbon in the last three months that it would normally take a regular average American consumer 35 years to emit. So we are seeing more and more of these conversations like, why are celebrities getting away with it? Why are these major companies getting away with it? And I don't think that necessarily has translated to people caring less about their carbon footprint, but I think it has translated to people really being more holistic in their understanding of climate solutions and really allowing themselves to step back. And we are feeling 
less and less responsibility, I suppose, over the climate crisis. Not necessarily that we aren't going to solve it or work towards it or work towards solutions on that personal level, because I strongly believe that personal actions do matter. And I can link some episodes in the show notes that talk about that. But I think that we are just seeing like more conversations online about like, what else can we do from a larger scale? What can we do besides the paper straws? And I hope that this continues into the new year. The stress about the carbon footprint is hopefully far behind us. Next out for 2023 is overconsuming thrift. I think that we all had this reckoning with our overconsumption, and we've never seen more conversations online negatively discussing hauls, both fashion hauls and fast fashion hauls, whatever it may be, but just like the idea of buying a lot of stuff and showing it off online is kind of icky these days. But I think the next level to that is recognizing that you can also overconsume if you are shopping secondhand. Just because you're going to the thrift doesn't mean you need to get a huge haul. Just because you are getting a good deal on something or buying something secondhand doesn't mean you need a ton of that particular thing. And I think this is such a cool evolution of the conscious consumption conversation because, again, it's not really about whether you're buying new or thrifted. If you're buying something new, I hope that it's something you really love, that you feel is high quality, that's going to last you a long time, whether it's from a sustainable brand or not. But if you are buying secondhand, you can also use those same questions and principles to guide your purchases. Just because you're buying secondhand, you're not getting like a free pass to just buy whatever you want or consume whatever you want or whatever it may be to you. And I think this is a really, really cool conversation that we're continuing to have. So I hope that overconsuming thrift continues to be on its way out. Similarly, out number three is microtrends. I think that we are seeing more awareness than ever around consumers and fast fashion and like the hyper consumption culture that a lot of the capitalist model exists within. I think consumers are more aware than ever of microtrends, of what we are being sold that will be discarded in two months, of what is like just truly just trendy right now. I feel like capsule wardrobes really had a moment like six to eight years ago when sustainability and minimalism really were going hand in hand, but we're seeing more conversations, especially online on TikTok, where people are talking about building their wardrobes or building really timeless wardrobes or updating their wardrobes. We're seeing more guidelines around what is timeless, what has value in your closet over time. And I feel like this is really, really cool to see because it's not just about building quality pieces into your own wardrobe, but again, this collective consciousness around microtrends, around the consumer cycle that we are all operating within. And again, that collective consciousness asking those questions is so valuable. So I hope that microtrends continue on their way out and our consumer awareness around those trends and around those overconsumption moments continues to, I suppose, be in. The next out is boycott fatigue. And I want to be very clear that boycott fatigue has never been in. This episode is obviously being released in December, but since October, we have been seeing very clear lists of brands and organizations that stand in solidarity with the Palestinian people. And something that has been really disappointing online is to see folks proud of crossing those boycott lines, I suppose. This is especially obvious around the Starbucks boycott, which has been 
very, very successful so far. And I can link some articles in the show notes if you want to look more into how the Starbucks boycott has been successful. But something that has been really disappointing is to see folks online kind of like laughing that they are giving up on the boycott or they're tired of the boycott. And then there are a lot of conversations about like, how is it that you can just be tired of making your coffee at home or just be tired of supporting other businesses? And this, of course, has overflowed into other industries. So, for example, even in the reading space, there are certain publishers that are being boycotted because of their affiliations with Israel. The makeup space has been very deeply impacted by different boycotts as well. There's been lots of lists coming out around what uh, certain brands support and what brands you can buy from instead. And it's been really interesting to see folks continue these discussions online, not just because you have options, it really should not be that hard. And hearing people discuss boycott fatigue, I think is just kind of an ick. And it's something that we will not forget as audience members how folks are reacting to major, major events. We've all discussed voting with our dollars for many years now, and I feel like this was a year where folks could really pressure themselves and test that, I suppose, commitment to voting with their dollars, which was a really interesting thing to see, again, from the consumer level, from an audience perspective. And I really hope that we continue to have these discussions about boycotts in the new year. I think that there will only be stronger discussions to be had, but I have to say boycott fatigue is a major, major, major out. And lastly, I think our last out for 2023 is FOMO. This has been another topic around the mental health conversations that went on this year, which I absolutely love. And I feel like this was a year where we were all encouraged to just like stop saying yes to things you don't want to say yes to. Enjoy your own space and your own hobbies and only do things that you like actually want to do, which sounds like such a given. But I think that this was really a year where we took that to heart as a collective, where we started really leaning into the things that we as individuals care about and want to do. And knowing that your time is precious and your community is precious, and we talked about the value of friendship standards earlier, investing in the people around you, really making sure that you're showing up in places you want to show up and spending your energy in a way that makes sense for you. So FOMO is definitely out and I look forward to it staying out for a very, very long time. And I think that's where I'll wrap us today. I hope you have had a really fabulous time enjoying this episode. I hope you heard something interesting that will resonate with you moving into the new year. I hope you've had a really fabulous end of your 2023. I want to say thank you so, so much for tuning in to Eco Chic week after week, or if you've just showed up, thank you so much for being here. It has been an absolute pleasure and honor to host this show for another year. I'm so proud of this show this year, and I really, really look forward to continuing this momentum into the new year. I feel like this has been such a special year for me to kind of shift my energy into different topics. And we've really seen a cool, I suppose, like evolution or trajectory of some of our conversations, especially this being the first year where I was able to meet a lot of people in person. A lot of the guest episodes you listened to this year, if not the majority, were recorded in person in studios. And that gives such a different energy to the conversations. And I feel like the podcast has never been better. So with that, thank you so much for, again, tuning in, making this show possible, making those really cool conversations possible. I look forward to 2024. And with that, I will I will see you next year. Oh my God, I hate to say that, but I will see you online and I'll definitely talk to you next week. Have a great, great rest of your day. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.